Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 202 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, May 12, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us in the in the Zoom studio, uh, all the way from Chicago, Illinois, he's a, a independent comic book artist. He's the creator of the Agent Solo miniseries. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, people, give it up for Raymond Leonard. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, everyone? How are everybody doing out there? Hey, man, we're doing doing great, man. Doing great, man. And thank you, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Oh, thank you, man, for making this quarantine not drive me crazy, man. You talk to some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that. Like, um like for me, like for me when I'm when I'm at work and school, like when I'm when I hop on the web conferencing, it's like, oh my god, I get to talk to real human beings, like to see them. <laughs> man, it's like it's like the zombie pandemic right now, man. Like it's like straight up walking dead. <laughs> mm. <laughs> crazy out here, man. It's like, it, it, it's apocalyptic. Everybody's wearing that. Dude, I be having a conversation with my mailman. That's how crazy it is. Like, I see my mailman, he's ready to leave. Mm. I'm trying to talk to him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, man. So yeah, tonight we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk a bit about you know your work with uh, with the Agent Solo comic, what kind of got you into comics, things like that. You know, we'll kind of talk, kind of nerd out. And we'll talk a bit about what we we've been up to on our end. Um, we've got the uh, chat going in the in the comments. We have Furman here. He's uh, he said that Carl almost killed him at Market Basket. Apparently. Mask on and everything, and like I just had like this, so, like something in my throat, and I just kept caught. I could not stop coughing. It was awful. Oh, God, like, man! All the Glad time, you here. <laughs> all the times in the world to have a cough. Well, I was in the cough. Was people around you when you was doing this? Was was people around? Very few. Very few. They would have thought you had the COVID-19, man. They would have touched you. Oh, they, were, they were ready to kill. Oh, man. If you would have saw the, the angry looks that I was getting. Dude, when I'm in the store, I'd be scared to call, man. I'd be like trying to hold it in. Yeah. Yeah, but. That's I'm like, yo, I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm positive. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, like it's it's crazy nowadays. Like even like even if you even if you just like clear your throat, people will look at you. Dude, all stank. they tripping out there, man. Like that's what I say. I'm glad I don't really have to go to the store like that. I got whatever I need now. But man, it was one day when I was out, man. I just did one look. <laughs> what? <laughs> Single yep. me out like Michael like Zombie. I'm like, man, let me get up out of here. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, we're we're back at it. Uh, once once again, um, we're gonna just like nerd out, talk some comic stuff, some nerd stuff. Uh, maybe a little bit of a little bit of wrestling here and there. Uh, oh, that's wrestling fans. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm a wrestling fan, man. I'm so oh, sorry, we're already friends. Oh oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, what what kind of uh uh, uh companies do you follow? Like AEW, WWE, New Japan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mom, man. I, I try to watch everything wrestling, man. Uh, 
I'm just not really feeling WWE, WWE right now, but I still like them here and there, but they really starting like, I'm just not really like, not liking what Vince is doing with these wrestlers at all, so mm. that's just my agenda for right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I I feel you. Cause like um like if it, it feels a little like kind of weird to support WWE right now. Cause like what Vince has like, been, been doing. He, he never done. Well, see, Vince McMahon. I've been watching WWF since the eighties. Mm-hmm. And you know, I grew up on a Coco Beware, the the uh, Rush and Rick Rude, Baltimore, and Vince never did. He never did like to have the younger wrestlers shine at all. He still own that. He's like, he just he wanted to just depend on Undertaker till Undertaker ain't living no more. I mean, he's not giving these new wrestlers a chance. But that's what AC, that's what AEW's winning at. They're giving new opportunities. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta believe it. You son can't just drag the corpse of these old wrestlers. And you, you can tell it that you know. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is getting so tiresome. I just don't really look at WWE like that. I still watch them here and there, but not how I watch it. The W. Yeah. They kick it without love. AEW. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. AEW's been they've been they've been consistently good. Like even with their empty arena shows, like they even just having like the wrestlers on the sidelines, like making noise makes a difference too. Yeah. Do always got a kid do with. squeezed. Second question: How did you get into the comic art? So, um, 
one thing, yeah, you sent me a very nice copy of Agent Solo. Oh, you got the book. I did. I got the book, sketchbook, and yeah, I gave some extra stuff with it. And the personalized greatly appreciate Thanks, it. I'm it. I want to hang it up and I was like, I need to keep it with the book. I need want to keep it with the book, so I'm so upset. <laughs> so where did, where, did the idea, where did the idea of Ancient Solo come from? Um, growing up, looking at a $6 million man, James Bond movies, and uh, Mission Impossible. So I was looking, I was always into those shows, you know what I'm saying? I was always into those types of TV shows. A Secret Agent Man, so I just wanted to create my own binding security man, and um, that's where yeah, Agent Solo come in from, you know. Then plus you had GI Joe and all that stuff, so it just came from all the aspects of stuff I was lo- loving, you know, as a child, and uh, just threw it all, put it all together once, and yeah, Agent Solo, the binding wow. Superman. Nice. So that's what it is, because I was very, I'm very interested in hearing his origin story of how he became the like in the comic, he's just all right. He's just he's head first. Yeah, head. I wanted to, I wanted to bring it when I had when I had uh, me art art the writer. I even though I created him, but I wanted to bring the writer in, so I had bring in art to tell you know how I wanted to tell the better. So his thing was to make him just bring him in already to tell the region through the story. So I did, I could break down on how he what he became. What it was, he was a, a military guy, and um uh, doing a mission. You know, doing a mission, he ended up getting injured real bad. You know, like his limbs blowing off and all that stuff. And so what they did was they had a secret uh, project. The government had like a secret project they never used before. And it was a bonding project. And so what they did was they reconstructed them, built them up, made them to this, uh, like this agent, like the supervisor agent that does, he comes down on like high-powered terrorists. But one thing about him, he has a mission, so... He really doesn't know a lot of things anymore. That would make sure he's correct. When you realize you should look, when you when you see issues two and three, you already start seeing that he really has no memory of really who he really was. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a it's like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So um, and then I noticed that in the book where uh, something was going down in your very hometown of Chicago. So how does um like life in Chicago? influence your work? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I've learned, I came for the projects, you know, I lived in the toughest projects of Chicago. And uh, when you live in these projects, man, people go to these kids, the project kids will text you. You know, especially when they know you're the new kid that they've seen you before. So you do got to defend yourself. So growing up, I was eight and solo, man. Protect myself. Right. <laughs> You know, I put all aspects in with that character, you know. Uh, yeah. Stand up guy, you know. Gotta be tough. Okay, so who are you? So, so who were some of your influences growing up? You know, as far as like you know, comic book wise. Um, it, it came up because I'm looking at my uncle draw a lot. He used to draw a lot of these superheroes, man. I used to watch him draw them. So I was trying to be like my uncle doing that time, and you know, because he the one was all into comics. He had the comic books and all that. I, I could afford comics at the time. He had all this stuff. And um, that's how I was, like, really influenced. But then I influenced by artists of Ryan Lightfield. I started liking Ryan Lightfield, and I just started following him. Like, I followed his whole career after that. Like, from Hawking Dove and Marvel into his New Mutants, and just it just took off from there. I was just a Ryan Lightfield fan after that. 
I like Rod. I like Yeah, I just couldn't. I was just hit on Rod Reichman. <laughs> yeah, I met Rob on two I met, met Rob on two separate occasions. And, like, he's just one of those, like, artists who just loves interacting with his fans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, great, great, great guy. I met him so many times now. And it's cool how me and him talk now. I'm like, wow, I'm talking to Rod Reichman on a regular. <laughs> you know, and he likes my stuff. You know, it's like, I'm talking to Rat Life on a regular, man. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Anytime Rat Life you know, tells me, I like what you're doing, you didn't even look around. I'm like, man, he knows what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> or did he, you know, he, it was just, he's just a phenomenal guy. A real phenomenal yeah. guy. He tells you all type of positive things to, to keep me going. I mean, he, just, he does a lot of things, man. He's a real good guy. Yeah, so what is so what were some so what are your some of your favorite comics like some of your comics that you either read it now or some of your favorites were that were that you uh, read growing up? Uh like I said it was you know of course it was Legion of Legion of Heroes. Back in the eighties I loved Legion of Heroes, man. That was like my Justice League. Uh Teen Titans by Mar Wolfman and uh George Perez. Uh then you know, did I did start splitting from Hawker Dove by Rod Lightfield, the New Mutants, X Force, Young Blood. I mean, it just got you know, when you start reading all these books, you get you got so many favorites, you, you know, so it's hard to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern. Now the newer stuff, you know, I'm just not. I only got a few of new stuff like I like the Carnage. I like the new Carnage series. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that series is bananas. Uh, say, say, say that again for the people in the back, or at least the one that's right next to me. No, no. Like, I, I, I will, I will say, like, I read the first issue of Absolute Carnage, and I thought it was fine. But I didn't see what the hype was personally. I'm just speaking for myself. Really? Yeah, because like, well, because like, because. It was different story. No way. It was like, I, I, I can say that he took it. He wrote how it kind of should have been really wrote. It, it was like it was like a movie. If you really look, it was like a horror sci-fi movie. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I look at it. But mm-hmm. it was very different, man. I, I was surprised how they they were allowed all that. I, you know, cause like the so, so you see the image book on Spawn or something. Uh, but um, it was good. I mean, I liked it, you know. And the Mortal Hulk, I love the Mortal Hulk. I don't know about you guys, but I, I like, like I like the I like the cover that the uh, Mortal uh, Mortal the Absolute Carnage uh, cover that they did for that. Yeah, I like that uh, Mortal Hulk Absolute Carnage. Um, I was liking the John Hickman X Men. But it just it just drags so much to me. I, I'm still reading it. But really, you didn't you didn't enjoy uh, House and uh, Powers of X? Uh, I like it. It's just that it's just so many talking heads, man. I love a lot of action. <laughs> right. But I get it. I get it. I get what he's saying. I get how they what they build it. They building a you know they building this whole community, or whatnot. But um. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, you know, it's up and down. I'm up and down with X-Men books right now. I'm up, I, um, I love Red Blood by Ryan Lightfoot with the Deadpool uh, graphic novel. I love that. That was a good book. That was a good read. Uh, Superman, uh, the Rebirth stuff. I'm 
mean, I like certain books. Like I said, I just pick them out. You know, because it's just, yeah, I'm not back to like the new stuff right now. Well, since you're a huge uh, Lifefield fan, did you read Major X? Oh, yeah, I got that. I got that all the time, man. <laughs> oh, you got that. I'm still waiting for CGC to, say, to announce that they're doing a Rob Layfield private end house sign. I'm probably, oh, I'm going to send so much stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Mark's going to use anything he has lately because they have a little, little fallout right now. So uh, we might not be seeing them both X right now. You know, he's not going to see that character for a minute. You know, um, you got, you got a lot of shady people running the house of air, man. Ain't saying no more. <laughs> that's, un, uh, that's unfortunate. I'm a huge Marvel fan. As a matter of fact, I, what is Marvel or DC? Uh, I was, uh, growing up, I was a DC fan, but I, I became a Marvel fan. I still love Buffalo. I love Marvel, though, but I just don't like the name. I'm not putting that new stuff, man, like the New Warriors, man. I can't get with it. I'm just, <laughs> like, Safe Space and what's the name? Safe Space and uh, I've got the girl's name. I've got her name. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, shoot. So one was Safe Space and the other was literally Snowflake? Snowflake. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that, man? I just can't get with that stuff, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was like, like, it's one of those things where, like, you get what they're trying to do, like, on some level, you kind of, yeah, you, you appreciate it, but it's like. Yeah, I get with the diversity, but that ain't diversity, man. That's, I don't know, that's like. Laziness, uh, mm. creativity. When you want to be creative, you can be creative. Diversity, diversity style, but mm. just throwing stuff to the wall and hoping it stick. Mm. With words like that, with you know racial to- you know racial slurs that they use for the words, you like really man? <laughs> you gonna let somebody no face man? What the hell? You know, yeah, it's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing. But hey, we live in a crazy times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically like Marvel trying way too hard in that case. Yeah, it just, uh, I, I'm not feeling that. But, uh, I, I see what they, I, I see what they're doing, man. Like I said, diversity characters, they're trying to reach that young audience. But see, one thing about the young audience, young artists not really reading comics like that. You know, they're more into digital video games, cell phones, music. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I get what they're doing. I, I, I totally get it that, you know, Big house for the next generation. I think yeah. uh, it's great though. I believe that comics, like the comic book industry, will never die because it's like they all work. One hand washes the other with that one. You know, you got yeah. everybody watching the movies, but that will make the consumers want to read the comics. And yeah. then our us comic book readers will automatically going to go watch the movies. Yeah. So yeah, one hand washes the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I, I like I said, I I discovered comics not only to my uncle half time. I discovered comics really, like Batman. I don't, I discovered him through to watch the Batman TV show that used to air on TV. You know, the the Captain Batman's the uh, um, TV show. You know, because that's how you know growing up. That's all I really that pretty much had was TV shows yeah. certain these characters. You know what I mean? Like the Captain Spider Man TV show. I don't know if you guys. Uh, uh, I remember yeah. I have some images of it, but I have not like sat down and watched like an actual. You talk about like the series from the seventies, right? Yeah. See, I was growing up. I was grew up. I grew up in seventy eight. I, I was born in seventy eight, and uh, so grew through the eighties. So they used to re air that stuff. <laughs> hey, I 
five artists yeah um oh man jim lee is definitely on that list um he's a he's legendary Jim the man yeah um oh man there's a uh... oh geez yeah you put me on the spot carl um there, i think that there's there's what i do there's one there's one artist who does the flash uh comics for dc um i think it's high um, brett booth is it brett booth uh no no, I, I, th- I think it's uh, someone named Hi-Fi, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Hi-Fi. I think yeah. Hi-Fi is a cover of someone. Co- cover? Yeah. I, think... I, got, I got to look. I got to look. Yeah, because, like I said, they switch up on the artists so quick, man. I know Brett Roof. Mm-hmm. He was doing uh, Flash of the Times. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got to look into it. But I think I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of the, the name right now. Mm-hmm. But I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, John John Haponic, our friend of the show, uh, he chimed in with a good one. Uh, Tim Sale, who did the Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Oh, Tim Sale, now, he's an artist. I love Tim Sale. I love his uh, shadow, what he does with uh, character framework, work, because it's very interesting what he does. I tell a story oh, with yeah. his characters. Yep. Oh, and there's also uh, Fiona Staples. Yeah, she did uh, Saga with Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, yeah, Fiona's a beast. Yeah. She's a beast. I give it to her. Uh, she was very nice to her. If you ever met her, she's very nice, man. I met her at, uh, what was that? Florida. I think it was Florida Supercon. She was very nice, man. Very nice to her fans. Hmm. I mean, that, she really loves what she does. Yeah, yeah. Like, her, her artwork is phenomenal. And, yeah, I, I can't. And that's a big reason why I, I love Saga. That's probably my favorite Image comic series. I think they um, bring out a show with that, right? I think this should be. Well, I heard rumors. That she did is got some type of deal, but um, I didn't hear anything else after that. But I think it'd be mind blowing. Just don't put it on Sci Fi Channel; it get canceled. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that, that would be such a that would be such a slap in the face if Saga ended up on Sci Fi. <laughs> Sci Fi Channel. Man, I'm not. Man, I don't care if they come with me to us and they want to play solo. I would say no. I don't care. I'm not doing it though. Mm. Not gonna kill my project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what's good? Have you read Saga? 
Yeah, I got uh, well, I got the first value of it. I got the first value of it. Oh, my brother. Man, I'm, I'm so hard. Beat on. They got real good at the... Yeah. yeah. I yes. got to check it out, man. I, you know, it's like, you know, you know how you, well, it's like, I have so many books, man, and I be trying to catch up with them, man. I be trying. Then after that, I get distracted easily by because I'm doing some other stuff, and I just be out of the loop. But I be trying to stay on top of what's what's going on in the comics industry, like what hot book is. But uh, it's just so many great books out, you just get, you just get sidetracked. I, I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Like I'm the comic collector out of the out of the out of the crew, and yeah, like there's still some. Like I've been co- like for the past four years, I've been collecting the um, the Marvel hip hop uh, covers. You know those are pretty dope. I like those. They're, they're, those oh, I love I'm like, wow, that. Victoria's big one. I mean, it was a lot of those. That was some dope covers. I think they put up a value too with those because I wouldn't see those. Oh yeah, uh, that much. Uh, yeah. And, and only oh really? Yeah, I, I really don't see much of those. Yeah, those are another collectibles right there. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, they're hard to find. I got like two that I'm waiting for, and I had to get them from England. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do when you want something, man. <laughs> exactly. There's one more that I can't get, and I told Victor about, Vic about this last week. And it's Deadpool, but he's doing the tribute to uh, Vanilla Isis to the extreme. I think I know what you're you talking about. We had the gold chain. What was it drawn by uh, J. Scott Cabell? Uh, I can't remember the I can't remember the artist right now. But I think it was Jay Scott that did that cover. I think it was. I, I think I'm right. I think I know what cover you're talking about too. I know he did it. You know, the, the only one I found it, it was already great. It was universal graded and it was two hundred dollars. And that's the only one what? I was able to find. Wow. <laughs> My favorite uh, Batman story was. Uh, uh, Batman All Star. I don't know if you guys read it. By uh, it was by uh, what's the guy's name that that drew the kick ass books? Uh, oh, was it Frank Miller? I don't. I thought no, I know. Jar Jar. Uh, uh, Jar it was by Jar Jar. Uh, J. Ramona Jr. J. J. Um, John Ramona Jr. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. books. Yeah, he did those. He did. I love. I love that Batman All Star. He did. I love the Silencer guys. I read the Silencer. DC Comics. Um, I, I haven't read it, but I'm familiar with it. Oh man, y'all gotta read the first. I said the first set of issues where he was on, it was good, man. They ain't switched artists. I hate when they switch artists up like that. They, they just kill the whole vibe of it. Mm. But uh, that series is good from the beginning, though. I gotta check that out. Got the Silencer. Mm. DC. That was a good series. Nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like I, female Punisher. Yeah. Like female Punisher with powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing. Uh, um, I came across the Silencer character in uh, the uh, current Wonder Woman uh, comics run. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, she... check it out, man. I'm telling you, if you can get the trade, that'd be more dope, man. That, that was a good series. I just lost interest when they started switching up the artists, and I started hating it. Then after that, I was like, mm. it's the flavor wasn't there no more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna definitely check that out. 
So one thing I noticed what was dope is that you had agent solo cosplayers at these cons. Oh yeah, my buddy, uh, my best friend, uh, Jamal. Uh, we go way back, man. We've been talking about uh, having our own superhero and all this stuff, and so I was like, he's he really like he likes to build. You know, he's one of the muscle muscle bound dudes, but like to be in the gym a lot. So I'm like, hey man. I'm drawing this big muscle dude, man. He U.S. with muscles and all that. I like, let's get a suit, man. Hey, when we go to con, you can dress as him and uh, take pictures with the, you know, the people. He's like, okay. So, man, we went to L.A. And, man, that was the best feeling ever, man. Because people were taking pictures left and right. It was just a beautiful moment. <laughs> and it's your characters. Yeah. It was, I I can imagine, like, the fit, you know, the feeling where you just see something. You're seeing your work come to life, basically. Yeah, man. It was, it was, that was the most best moment ever getting that suit made. It felt like Christmas. Uh, I got that suit made by uh, uh, Chandler, her name was Chandler Wilson. She, uh, I don't know if you guys for me with the uh, Muffets, uh, uh, the Muffets. She did the uh, puppeteers for uh, for the uh, um, the Teenage Witch TV show that's on Netflix. Oh, Sabrina. Yeah, she did some of the monsters for those character puppets on there, and uh, she did my suit for me. Yeah, and um, that was a blessing. She did my suit, man. I was like, wow. She also was on a TV show too. She appeared on uh, that cosplay show that was on uh, Sci-Fi Channel at the time. And um, she did the suit for me, and I was I was I was blessed. Man, I was like, wow, she did my suit. <laughs> wow, yeah. it was like it, and the cosplay looked real good too. So. Thanks, yeah. man. It was it was crazy how we got that deal because we went to, uh, we know I you know I'm not I suck at measuring, like trying to measure. So we decided to go to uh, <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory and ask for uh, a dude that do that measures the suits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can I help you today? We're like, uh, I just need you to mention him, man. I'm trying to get the suit man of superhero. He's like, um, I don't, I never did this before. I, I just need you to mention his neck, waist, leg. <laughs> that, it so was crazy, cool. man. But he did it. He's like, I never did this before. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how much is gonna be like? Oh, no, this is no try. I can't charge for this. You know. So you know, you learn when you're doing this stuff, man. You got you learning from it. You know. All right, learning from. It. Out in Chicago, what are some of your favorite comic shops? Um, I got Alternative Reality. That uh, Tim was always a great guy. Um, then we got Grand Crackers up downtown. That's another great comic shop. Um, that, what? Then I got another one called All American Comic Shop that I used to go to. But there's another one I used to go to. They had closed down, man. It was called Amazing Fantasy. That's yeah. my brought the first Young Blood comic. Uh, and my other first image comic books, they closed down. It was sad. It's there we see a comic shop that uh you went to as a childhood and you always you remember going there and there's no longer there, man. It's just a sad fella. Seeing yeah. that shop down. I also feel I hope I never go, go through because I actually go to the what the comic that I the comic shop that I go to over here is the one I went to as a child, Rock Coco's comic. And speaking yeah. of Rocco, how do you know Jim Savard? You said, well, now, I said, how do you know Jim Savard? 
kick some art. No, Jim Savard. Jim Savard? No, Jim. No, Jim Savard. He's the uh, creator of the Hellion comics. Oh! Oh, well, I knew him um, the first time I got on Facebook. What happened was, this is crazy story where I met him. It was through Facebook. Um, he, I no, he added me as a friend, and he's like, "I love your work." I'm like, "You love your work for real, man?" He's like, "Yeah." And so after that, we just became best friends. I just we just chit chat here and there, you know. It is amazing that you know you meet people only through social media, and yeah. you don't know who you're talking to until you ask them, like, "What do you do?" <laughs> you know, and you're like. Oh. You'd be all stunned and stuff. You're like, I can't believe I'm talking to this guy, man, you know? And um, we just build a great friendship after that. You know, he'll inbox me. He'll tell me, uh, I like what you're doing. Keep it up, you know? This is regular things. It's like having a regular conversation like I'm talking with you guys. It's like I'm doing all these pros, and they're all just like telling me how they are proud that what I'm doing and stuff like that. So it's an honor, man. It's really a blessing with all this stuff. Yeah, you know, you're the third person to ask me that. I was like, who? Every time you, if you, you tell them, like, who are you talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah, it was so funny when um, when I asked you about um, a, getting a copy to Solo, and the next thing you know, Jim just pops out and was, hey, that's my buddy, take care of him. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, how is this? Yeah, like, Jim was real nice people. Jim was, Jim was one of the nice people ever, man. He even asked me, you know, if I ever wanted to come out to Boston, you know, he offered, you know, come out, you know, you can stay at my place, you don't have to get in a hotel. Just a very all nice guy, man. We've been friends ever since. Great guy. Oh yeah. Great guy. Yeah, he's been on show man he's been on show many, many times before. Yeah, yeah, he Jim is something else, you know. He even asked me, like, I, I even though you're a Packers fan, I got no beef with you. You know, but <laughs> That's another that's another question. How do you how are you living in Chicago and a Packers fan? I'm a gangster, man. <laughs> I walk the road. Nobody can't touch me, man. And you're still alive. And you're still alive. I talk a lot of crap, man. I'm a gangster, man. I, I, I walk the talk. I go to guess if my color's on and everything. I'll be ready for these bear fans, man. I don't want none of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're right. They're rifles, by the way. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta talk tough, man. Get tough out here. Okay, so here's a couple of questions that we that Vic and I usually ask all our guests that we have on the show. So we already did Marvel and Marvel and DC. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? What's that again? What's the question? Let me hear. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? Pineapple pizza? Yeah. Ah, man, no, no, I can't do it, man. I tried it one time, man. I wasn't selling it. It was a manager. I was working towards the rest. He had, I was hungry, too, man. I was hungry as hell. And, uh, you know, I was in the break room. He had a pizza. Man, I was hungry. I was like, man, what you eat? He's like, I mean, the pizza. But he didn't tell me what was on the pizza. He didn't say he was eating the pizza. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm hungry as hell. So, yeah, I'm out there. The pineapple, I didn't know it was the pineapple. I thought it was like, uh, a sausage on my business. They had sausages on this pizza. So when I bit into it, man, it was pineapple. I said, what? 
Well, that's the thing. That's like um, with with pineapple pizza. Like you, you it's got to be prepared right. You know, it's got to be like fresh pineapples. Can't be from no can. It's got to have like you know evenly distributed over the over the pie, so you can maximize the the sweetness with the savor savoriness of the cheese and the pie and the ham if it if it's if it's on there. I'm, okay, I'm gonna give another try. I give it another try, but I'm not really a fan of it. But I take I take, I, I take your judgment on that, but. Okay. That time, particular moment, a brother was hungry, man. I wasn't expecting to eat a no pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> I'm thinking about sausage and mushrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now speaking of pizza, speaking of pizza, I, I gotta ask you, um, uh, Chicago deep dish. Is it okay? Is it this? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay, Chicago deep dish pizza. Is it or is it not a casserole? No, it's not a casserole, man. It's not a casserole. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's not a casserole, man. And what it is, it's a big-ass pizza, right? It's like real deep. It's, it's like tomatoes on it. It's real thick with cheese and uh, sauce, whatever you want on it, and, and a deep. That's what it's called, deep dish, because it's powered with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a casserole. It's a big pizza, man. It's a big old pack. That's right. Okay, so if I was to come out to Chicago, what would, what would be the... Chicago deep dish spots that you would recommend. Okay, this I see. The thing is, the deep dish comes from a tourist attraction because it's mentioned in you know by the media and the news. But how we eat pizza, we eat it by squares. Like we don't eat the deep dish like that. But it's a it's a, it's a choice. It's a choice. That's a, that's a, if you want to try that, you can because. Here, we just eat the, by the squares. We don't really order the, the deep dish like that unless we have a taste for it. But mm-hmm. it's really a tourist attraction. Gotcha. But, um, you know, it all depends on, you know what I'm saying, what you want to eat. You know what I'm saying? But we, we eat squares. Mm-hmm. We eat them in squares. We eat them by slices. I know that's not crazy, but it's the truth. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've had this argument with uh with uh some friends of mine and and my fiance who insists that Chicago deep dish pizza, for example, is a casserole, and she swears that New York pizza is better than Chicago. What? That, man, that right? New York pizza is lousy, man. You know what I'm saying, man? It's like cardboard, Joe. Come on, trust me. <laughs> this is okay. This thing about Chicago food. It's, it's, it's colds here, all right? Mm-hmm. So when you come here, you know, when you come here, yep. if you want to eat pizza, you get the deep dish. But if you want to get the regular pizza, you get the squares. Okay. Or, you know, we sell them by Smites, but you know what I'm saying? But they they be good. Mm-hmm. If you get a hot dog, this is the code. Don't, mm-hmm. we don't put mustard on hot, we don't, we don't put ketchup on hot dog, all right? Mm-hmm. No, no ketchup on hot dog? No, all, all, just, I eat is, all I eat is mustard on hot dogs, anyways. So this is what happened because if you ask for it, right? Some restaurants do not; they don't, they don't honor it. They don't, they don't do it. Right. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy thing here with that. And if you get mouth sauce, you know, we say mouth sauce on the fries. We don't say soda. We say pop. Pop and soda. But that's the code. That's like <laughs> you say soda here. You say soda. Here. Yeah. See. You say pop here. So if I if I'm out where you at, yeah, give me a pop. <laughs> <laughs> give you some codes. Well, well, codes. well. See, see, see. That's that's another thing too. See, like around here in the Northeast and in the West Coast, we call it by its proper name, which is soda. 
We can compromise by calling it soda pop, but soda always comes first. You understand? Yeah, we just call it pop. Yeah, give me a pop. <laughs> give, me a <laughs> give me a great, give me a miss, give me a cherry ride, give me one of them cold pops back there. Okay. Right. Okay, respect. Okay. <laughs> Video games. PS4 or Xbox? Oh, that's a hard one, man. What you trying to do, man? Give me murder? <laughs> Oh, man, man, I love, I love my old Xbox, though. Uh, I love PlayStation, though, now, man, but I'm, I just can't throw my PlayStation under the bus. It's still at work. It's all right. It's all right. We play we PlayStation, guys. Yeah. So, right, I, love my, I, love my, I love my brother. You know, he, he's one of the... I used to be a big gamer, but see, you guys, he, he showed that love right there. I used to be a real big gamer, but... I need to get back into it, but um, I was a Street Fighter champion, man. I was a beast of Street. I'm talking about. I can talk, talk my, talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, I haven't been doing it lately though, but man, I love me some Street Fighter back in the day, man. I'm talking about. You couldn't even drag me off that game. Look, all of the Street Fighter series. All right, that means you need to get yourself the 30th anniversary edition. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think my brother got that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he got that. too like with um with speaking of publishing um i don't know i know since agent solo is uh, self-published um yeah yeah what what would you say are your have you found are the biggest challenges of self-publishing that you found so far oh yeah the big challenges man it's money mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> money is credit comic book is very can be very expensive i mean you get caught up in making it you know what i mean but when you start like start Realize, man, it's going on now. I've been spending a thousand something making this book, man. So I got to cut back on something, you know. Uh, it's, it's very expensive to make a comic. It's fun. It's easy to make a book, but it's very expensive. It's very expensive, you know, starting to put that team together because you need the finances to, to, to 
to constitute making them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need to sometimes you gotta cut cut back to doing what you're doing. Like if you if that's what's important if you know to ink your own work so you won't have to worry about somebody inking it for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. Um, but if you're not an artist, you know, I understand that, but don't just, you know, fork over all this money to these artists who not even seasonal. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you, just, you know, it's called ne- negotiating what you can afford. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got, you know, what are you can afford is what that you stick with. Don't over, you know, don't over pay anyone that you can't really afford. Mm. See what I'm saying? Because I see a lot of that happening, right? Some people are not artists, and they hire these artists, they'd be overcharging them, you know. They overcharge, it'd be ridiculous. And they can't even get a book done. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. So another another question that just popped into my that just popped into my head. Huh? All right, so if you can make an agent solo movie, who would you cast as Agent Solo? Oh man, uh Michael J. White. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, um, yeah, I was a huge Michael okay. J. White fan. Uh, man, that Blood and Bones when I seen that Blood and Bones and, uh, and the other movies he started in, and I just became a fan of that. That you know, I, I was always seeing him pitching him as Agent Solo. Nice. Oh, sp- oh, speaking of Michael J. White, have you seen Black Dynamite? I seen that man. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when the movie was man, you know. I got one. It was just something like you can see a dose swim. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was. I, I just couldn't take. I, I can't really take that one seriously. But it was just something I could watch. But oh. I just could. I couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but it was something entertaining. Oh, definitely. Black Card Revoked. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. Like if if you're a fan really? of like like black exploitation, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like a black yeah black exploitation movie. Uh, so that you can see like on Adult Swim. I thought that was, uh, uh, they should have been on was Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it had its fun, you know? Yep, indeed. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I have a I have a few uh, uh, questions. It, it, it just it also popped in my head too. Um, and we did this with another uh, guest that we had uh, a few months back, uh, Chris Revel, okay. a local uh, podcast host. And uh, this I, I actually got this idea from um, listening to Jamel Hill's podcast called Jamel Hill is Unbothered, and she has this segment that she does with uh-huh. her with her guests called This or That. And so what it is is basically I'll give you two choices, and you can only choose one. You know, there's there's no both, there's no like fence sitting. You gotta choose one. Um, oh man, yeah, I go okay. here to the our place. Yeah, so. So I so I. So 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 I got a few. So I'll 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 just I'll just ask him. Um, and you know you got to choose one. And Carl, you can jump in too. All right. Sure. So um. So okay. So we talked about some superheroes, some comics. All right. Uh. On the DC side, Superman or Batman? Damn. <laughs> Ooh. Damn it, man. I'm going with Batman, man. Yeah. I go with Batman. And I, and do I give a reason? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, okay. I choose Batman because he the guy like about Batman. He studies everybody. He trusts no one. He have a whole record book on you. You know what I'm saying? He knows he, just in case you go crazy, he know what the he know what he need to beat you. Mm-hmm. And he know what he need to do. He got track of everybody. He don't trust nobody. And that's what makes him so unique and cool is that 
he already got a foul on you when you thinking you just meeting him for the first time. He already know, he know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how cool he is, man. <laughs> just imagine that. You know, you meet somebody, you know, they, they tell you all this about that, but you already know that damn black because you already looked him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, see, Clark, man, he good, but uh, he too soft. You know what I mean? He, he trustworthy people. You know, he don't really know what's going on. You know, I'm like one of a, a, a ditzy girl, you know, like, don't you see this guy's uh, bad for you? You know, bad ass? He, he know. He know you he trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like. Superman is a ditzy girl. I like that. You know, yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, we, we we've been doing this podcast for like five years, and in all my years of living, I've never heard anybody describe Superman as a ditzy girl until tonight. Ditzy, so. <laughs> He's so ditzy. What is that, Morris? You know, this dumb as hell. Like, come on, man. I, I mean, like it. I like it. Well, well, I wouldn't go so. All right, well, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, uh, on the Marvel tip, uh, Iron Man. Or Captain America? Ah, uh, another one. Uh, I'm in. Uh, uh, ooh, man, oh, man. I love Cap. I really love this Cap, man. But I gotta go Iron Man on this one, man. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go Iron Man on this one. Uh, see, see, I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Steve Rogers, but you know. Cause... Okay, okay. This is why. This is why. But this is why I go Iron Man because. He 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 goes he, he goes with what's good for you. He, he knows what's gonna work out at the end financially wise. You know he he know how, he, he know how to make things move with his mouth. You know and plus with his pockets, he can make move things move. Captain America is going by faith of liberty and justice. Sometimes liberty and justice ain't right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes they get they they don't do things by the book. They they doing things by liberty of speech stuff, and Iron Man he going by what really makes the world go round, and that's money and smarts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the words make things move, and them pockets too. You know, liberty and justice is only going so far, but after that, it's go it's not going to happen. It ain't working. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's yeah. why I say Iron Man. Okay, valid. You know, like I go with I gotta go with uh, Captain America because you know he's he's a man of the people, and you know yes. you know he's uh he's 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 got he's he's always fighting the good fight like 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 Tony Stark, like he he fights a good fight too, but like he sometimes get lets his hubris his ego get in the way, which is why he created Ultron when he was being way too protective and that backfired on yeah. him. But Cap, you know he's he's always gonna stay true to himself. He's gotta stay true to his peeps, his mission. Whereas Tony Stark is like, well. I'll stay true to the mission, but if I gotta spend, if I can spend more money getting what I want and break a few rules, then yeah, liberty and justice can take a hike. So that's why, I, that's why I, I, I gotta go with Cap on principle. Right, well, because you know, because you, you know he's gonna get screwed. He knows, see, tell you know the government will screw him. So why not screw him first? You are, okay? I'm gonna do this, but you gotta pay me something, man. I need some dividends. Right. Liberty and justice, all that, but uh, I need some dividends, bro. <laughs> Right, right. Word. I, I got you. Uh, I understand. I understand. Captain America, like I said, I love Cap. You know, I love him. I love that um, he's very brave. Uh, like I say, he stands up. He stands up to his American beliefs. Because remember, 
he's a really an old school, he's really an old soldier that was just trapped in uh, suspense of time, you know, in the ice. Yep. You know, um, so therefore, she's going to have those uh, those true American beliefs. But the, the problem is, you know, politics and American beliefs change. And, you know, he still not really, he still wasn't ever caught up in time or how really stuff changed. He still thought it was the, the American way. But the American way had really changed, you know what I mean? So that's why I said that. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, let's see. Think going to Going to music. Um, now here's here's one and, and this is this is also like debated on like like a lot of uh, like uh, Jamel Hill podcasts but this one is a good one okay when we talk about Michael Jackson albums which one off the wall or thriller oh lord man you really gonna go there man there's only one correct <laughs> answer by the way there's only one I gotta say off the wall, man. That is yeah, not the yeah. correct answer. That is not the correct answer. But go on. Okay, so, <laughs> off the wall. That's off the wall, man. I was raised around that town. You know, Drilling came when I was like uh, in the fourth, fifth grade, or something like that, man. Like when I was with Jerry Curls. But off the wall was that was the album, man. Billy Jean, come on, man. Well, see, that's off thriller. Off the wall, but set up thriller. Well, really. Okay. Well, okay. It's set off the wall. Off the wall was the top. It was up there already. How many times it went? Uh, how many times it went? Billboard platinum for that? I forgot how many times it hit. It, off the wall was phenomenal, man. That was Michael Jackson at his peak. He was really just blowing. He, he was he, he was going in, he was blowing up. Thriller was really uh when he came and uh really just started conquering it though. But the wall will set it all up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the wall, off the wall laid the foundation. Okay, I give you that. But, but it was Thriller that constructed the whole building that a lot of artists live in. All right, so you got to give it up for Thriller because what what if Thriller has like, want to be starting something? It got Billie Jean, Human Nature, Beat It. I mean, it, it's like the the perfect album. Like like, th- Thriller is like a ten out of ten. Off the wall, it's like a nine, nine and a half. It's almost there. Nine and a half. Yeah, I'm uh, saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> the best uh, I think my, my family would disagree with you on that one. Hey, hey like hey, like, <laughs> Thriller, and plus, like I'll, I'll say this, like the Thriller video alone, it blows away the entire I Off the Wall album. Murphy movies, Coming to America, or Harlem Nights? That's that's not fair. Okay. Oh, it's fair. That's because you. Okay. There's only one answer. There's only one answer for this one. Oh, yeah. All-time favorite movie, so that's obviously gonna win. But 
Yikes, man. They had all the, all the old stars in there, man. All right. Oh, <laughs> talent, simple, simplistic story time, and just great comedic timing. Like, I still, I just still laugh at those movies. The Arsenio Hall's quick time, hilarious, okay? They were shot my pinky toe. Hilarious, okay? The scene with Jasmine Guy, with um, Jasmine Guy, when they were in the bed, and she had to look at the little girl, Alright, I'm, I'm going to have to be the bad guy here, and I, and I don't want to be the bad guy in this situation, but I'm uh, sorry, Harlem Nights is trash, dude. It is it is one of oh Eddie Murphy's God. worst movies. It's one of his worst <laughs> movies really? ever. Yeah, it's, 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 it's as bad as Pluto Nash. It's as bad as Pluto Nash. Yo, it's as bad as, like, Haunted Mansion. That's all I, but that's what all the All-Stars did. All, All-Star comedians. But, but I that, mean... You gotta look at it. The Red Fox Ball, dude. Red Fox, man. I know. I can't believe that last movie was in. I think he ever did. He died Like, like, I know Harlem Nights has all these legends and whatnot, but, and, and it's beautiful. But the problem is, Eddie Murphy directed the movie also, and he shouldn't have directed it because he ain't no director. He's a good performer, he's a good actor. But he ain't no director, and Har- Harlem Nights just, just didn't work, man. I'm sorry. Like, like it, 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 it's it's on the same level as The Wiz. Like, the, like The Wiz. The Wiz is a movie that you know I like to. Wait, as, yeah, I like, he did. Like, I like he did the. Come to America as well, though. He directed Come to America as well. Well, no, well he didn't. He, well, he didn't direct Coming to America. Uh, John Landis directed Coming to America. Uh, uh, he did. I thought he directed it. Nah, he he. Uh, no, Eddie Murphy. I think he. I think he came up with a story, but he didn't direct it. Oh man, yeah. I, see, I, gotta, I gotta look it up. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, that was that's kind of hard. Oh, nice with that one. I love Come to America. I really do. Uh, I love Come to America, but I love Harlem Nights, man. I mean, too, too much. Uh, <laughs> too much iconic stuff happening in that movie, bro. With the story and boxes. Man, come on, man. I can't get no better than that. <laughs> I mean, well, coming to America. I mean, it's it's it, it, it just it just blows Harlemites out of the water, man. It, like, it's quotable. Every Everything is quotable. The characters are funnier. Like, all, all the humor just hits. But Harlem Nights, Harlem Nights ain't doing it. Harlem Nights is on the same level as Norbit, though. It's, it's it, it just ain't doing it. Norbit? Yeah, it just ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, That's where it hurts it. <laughs> <laughs> he said Norbit. Norbit. Yeah. They will kick you out of comedy house. <laughs> it's still work. It's still work. All right. What's your next anxiety? What's your next anxiety driven question? <laughs> oh man. Um. Let's see. Uh, Black Panther or Luke Cage? Black Panther. Okay. Uh. Alright. Hero wise. I would say like. I'm a real. The problem with the cage is, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't like how they really, I don't like how they really portray them. They made them kind of like weak. They made them kind of like soft a little. Like I don't know if you guys seen how he was holding back in Lila and the Luke Cage TV series. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but like certain stuff they're doing, it's like he was. Uh, 
holding back, but sometimes he like he just dumbfounded. Then sometimes he like he was just out of character. I mean, it was just too much going on. But Black Panther, it, he was more, you know, he's a prince, he was a king, he was smart, you know. I just like his his old scrap, you know what I mean? But Luke Cage is more he was letting uh, women boss around. <laughs> oh. hmm. It was just too much going on, man. <laughs> it was okay. I go with Black Panther, though. Yeah. Mm. I go with Wakanda. What you, oh, you got, girl? Who you got? I'm, over, I'm, install, I'm installing a game, so I... But I would have to... Uh, I like both characters a lot. Both were, in a, in a sense, relatable. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I have to go with Black Panther. Black Panther? Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I own more. I own more Black Panther comics than I do Luke Cage ones. Yeah. I got uh, the I got the old school ones, man. I don't know if you have, you have the Jungle Action books. No, but I'm getting one. I'm, Bro, getting get one. I'm trying to get the uh, first appearance of Killmonger. Right. That's that's in the Jungle Action. This this year already is taking an L, a huge man, L. Man, I was expecting that. This man, it's like, man, man, I can't go outside. <laughs> I 
I go I, I go to work and I come home. just had a just one i just had one more uh right. this or that uh for and this one this one's for wrestling uh since you mentioned uh, aew uh, um let's see kenny omega or chris jericho oh oh are you wrong for this one these are these are tough <laughs> Yeah. 
Ashley Air was the best gift for that day. I, I, I got it on DVD. I got uh, I got, I got it for a Christmas gift. And uh, that was the best era ever, man. Like Undertaker. I mean, everybody was on their on everybody's on their eight. They was on their eight time, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a phenomenal year. The Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, doing stunners in the ring, Mrs. Man. I mean, remember, remember that episode where he said, Kiss My Ass uh, episode? Remember that one? <laughs> when uh, they had to kiss my ass and he kissed Rash- Rakishi? Oh, okay, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> it was a couple of them, but I, a couple of them, but I had to bring them back. I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, I love the attitude area, but this new stuff, I just can't get what it got. Come on, man. They got gold for out of retirement, though. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They sure did. <laughs> Goldberg, man. Y'all see that Goldberg and Undertaker match? Oh. Man, I was like looking at a PPA match, Joe. <laughs> As a lifelong loyal Undertaker fan, that, that hurt my heart. I love both of them masters. Man, when I watched it, man, my, man, that was ridiculous, man. It was like looking at a... But they got two old folks out of the old folks home fighting for the PPA tournament, man. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, Undertaker almost died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, legit almost died. What do y'all think about Brock Lesnar? Any Brock Lesnar fans? Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I understand his role a lot better, especially because I listen to uh, Busted Open Radio all the time. And he's there, he's actually there to get people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I he's still here. Oh, okay, he's there. Right. Uh, like if you think if you dig back, if you look back to this year's Royal Rumble and the way he was, the way he dumped, you know, he just kept throwing everybody out, everybody out, left uh-huh. and right. He was dominant until Drew came in. And just like I, I had to break this down to Vic. I was like, all right. He was, okay, you got sick and tired of Lesnar just throwing everybody out. And then Drew came in. Did you pop? I said, did you pop for Drew? He said, yes. Uh-huh. When Drew eliminated Brock, did you pop for Drew again? He said, yes. I said, did you get invested in Drew for the rest of the match? Yes. Did you get? Did you pop when Drew won the match? Yes. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Brock was there to get Drew over, and that's what he did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's definitely yeah. It's definitely true. Um, even though I'm like I'm not a huge Brock fan, but like Carl said, I understand why he's there because he does he does bring in the money. He does bring in the 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 fanfare. So, would you guys piss up with a uh, with Kobe Kingston? Oh, oh, what's that? What was that? Kofi Kingston. Well, Kofi Kingston's supposed to win, and they screwed him. Oh, uh, that. And Fox, the Fox doing they went, when they went to Fox. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that that annoyed me. That that really annoyed me. But in hindsight, and I, you know what? I wasn't even a big Kofi. You know, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even a big Kofi Kingston fan at first, but when I seen that match, man. He totally changed my whole aspects about him. I didn't know he had. A, I didn't know he could wrestle like that. Oh, wait. Oh, that, dude was, oh, that dude was phenomenal, man. He was. I mean, he could sell a crown every time. Just felt like they really screwed him over, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, because his because his match with Daniel Bryan, like when he won the belt at WrestleMania last year, like yeah. shoot, people were fans were crying, and yeah, I got emotional. Yeah, a little bit I, too. I, I really felt that too, man. Vince screwed him bad, man. Yeah. Who else? I like. I like. Uh, what's 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 that Edge do now? He came to the WWF. I can't think of his name. I like how his intro come on, man. Yeah, I can't think of his name. They he debuted in WWF. He was an Asian wrestler. Asian he came wrestler. from. He, he came from the Asian. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. I love him, but then, then Vince just screwed that dude over, man. Made him yeah. into a clown. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this dude. I said, this dude sit. Now, I've been watching this man's wrestle in, over in uh, New Japan. Yeah. And that, that dude is dangerous as hell. He kind of, um, when they came to the WWE, I knew right off back they was going to make the dude into a clown, man. I mean, they planned this man. They wasting this time. They, I would have stayed at Ring of Honor to call it a day. Yeah, yeah, because like I knew, like I, I had a bad feeling. Like, well, well, when he got to NXT, that's when we still saw the Nakamura of New Japan. But then I knew that Vince McMahon would not know what to do with him if he called him up to Raw and SmackDown. And unfortunately, yeah, he with Oscar. He's growing yeah. over. Yeah. And, um, the, and well, the reason, the reason they want to, uh, they want to like uh, push up father because she and I speak English. But I'm like, that's BS because uh, Mr. Fuji, you had Mr. Fuji. Who else you had that he not speak English? And they was good. They won championships. Well, so why you don't want to push up? Mm. Here's my I guess argument with Oscar. Oscar's a Oscar's a great slam champ. Cheers. Cheers. Bro, bro, she just got the raw title. Okay. He's been SmackDown champ. NXT champ. Um NXT. The tactic the tag champs. Yep. Money in the Bank winner, Royal Rumble winner. Like so, they, so, so, so they did. So they yeah, did. So they did. I haven't. I because like last time I seen that when they screwed up, and I was like, man, I'm tired of watching them, man, messing up with this girl. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. I think like it's hot. I'm like, you know, there is that language barrier, but they are. I. They they're doing something. They are doing something with her, especially if she has all those accolades. And it's just like we get so caught up in the negative stuff, we don't even realize like you know the positive that does happen. And then I'm like, oh, the Oscar really like knocked it out. I just realized it today when you know people were talking about you know the events from last night. And I'm like, wow, she really did like just knock it out the park. Yeah, but uh, but but with Asuka, I would I would I would counter with that by saying that with her on the main roster it was it was like fits and starts. It was kind of like stop and start with her. Like like they had her right. like lose to like Carmella and like Charlotte Flair, but then they would give her the belt. But then she won't be able to keep it for long, so they'll have her lose to Charlotte Flair and like other people again. Then she win the belt again. So it's kind of like, like like stop and start with her. It's not it's not consistent. Like she's not consistently booked to be like a top like a top star. Right. They, yeah, they kept. They just kept. Uh, I think they played her. You know. Yeah. I think they just, they play a lot with her a lot. But she, man, she's a beast. I like her. She is. She's one of my favorite. Her and Moore, I like both of those guys. Uh, they remind me of back in the day wrestling. I used to look at. I don't know if you guys remember the Prime Matches. Uh, uh, back in the, check them out. He had 
Yeah, like he, he spit out this green venom on your face. Me and Green, the Great Buddha, Great Buddha, my man. Yeah, Great yeah. Buddha. Yeah. yeah. Oh I yeah. Just love that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, I look like that. Man. I got in trouble doing some shit like that at school, man. That's for me, man. I see some green Kool Aid. I was getting bullied, man. And I spit. Well, I mean, I spit in the dude's face, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Too much wrestling may get you in trouble, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's funny. Oh, man. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> if a wrestling do you mad, that's what it'd be like. Don't try this at home. That's true. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that, all that stuff. I love wrestling, man. That's, that's my therapy. When I'm not drawing, hmm. I can look at so much wrestling, man, I, I can fall asleep, you know? Oh, man. man. Have you ever watched Dark Side of the Ring? No, I haven't seen that. What? What? It's on the channel uh, Vice TV. Vice yeah. TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, well, I got a Roku box. I'm on. I want to kind of. Yeah. Look it up. I think they still have. They still have some episodes. You can find some episodes on YouTube though. But they tell the stories that the WWE will never tell. Mm. Really? Yeah. Like they a couple weeks ago they had the murder of Dino Bravo. Um, they talked about the Nancy Argentino murder, which was Superfly Jimmy Snooker kill, killing his girlfriend. Man, that, dude, that was, I couldn't believe that, man. I couldn't believe that he killed his wife. That was insane. And, and, and uh, what's the name? The, uh, uh, oh, Chris Benoit? Oh, Chris Benoit? Yeah, Chris Benoit. Yeah. And they, yeah, they did an episode on that, which was a really good, it was a two-part, it was a really good episode. I worked towards the rest in 2005. 2005, 2006, and um, I was in charge of the boy department. Do you know we were told to take down all the Chris Benoit dolls? They trashed them. Oh, wow. They put it yeah, in. I believe. Mm. I was like, man, y'all can do this? And I, I heard we brought one. I was like, well, let me just get one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they, they were told to take them down and trash them, man. Oh, yeah, like, wow, yeah. this is serious. Yeah, like, check, check that show out, though. You, mm. I, I'll, you know what? I'll even send you a link when this is all done. Thanks, man. Real right. love. That. That's another thing. I'll get to my core routine. Yes, thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, man. But yeah, this is all. That's all I got. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got on my end, man. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. It, yeah. So once again, man, thank you uh, so much, Raymond, oh, for thank you, man. It's been a pleasure, man. I enjoyed this, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? The hard conversation you put me through, uh, Vic, but it's all good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, had, had to include a little, had to include little, little brain teasers here and there, you know, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you really picked my brain today, man. I want you to put me on the spot. It's a mask. I'm like, yo, man, what you going to have fuck with me? So I know. So I'm playing, man. But uh, that was, that was, that was, it's all good, fellas, man. You guys are really awesome, man. Hopefully, I get to meet you guys, you know, when I get back uh, doing these conventions and stuff. What's, what, what's the name of the comic con y'all got out there? Rhode Island, Rhode Island Comic Con. Rhode Island? Yeah. Comic Con? Okay, yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. And uh, see how that all go. I'll put that on my to-do list. Yeah. All right, cool. I love doing conventions when I'm like, you know, because I love to travel to different shows. So far, I did uh, uh, Florida Super Con. That was phenomenal. That was a huge success. And I did LA. That was just, oh, man, I was mad. I love, man. I love their tacos. They got some good tacos out there. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Real good tacos. All right, we have to put you out on. We're gonna put you on some, you know, Rhode Island foods. You know, some hot wieners, clam cakes, clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Okay, clam chowder. I never tasted yeah. that. I have that. I never. Yeah, you know, I try try new foods here and there. You know, but that sounds very uh, that sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. We got you. We yeah. got you. But uh, yeah, tell, tell the people where they can uh, find you and find your work. Okay. Um. Right now, I got a YouTube channel called uh. Draw and talk pop culture. Catch me on there. Um, you also catch me on uh, Raymond Leonard Facebook. You know, I add you. I try to make room for everyone. Um, I got a. I got. Uh, I got two things coming. I got a Edge of Solo issue two Kickstarter happening with the action figures, exclusive action figures that I got getting made. That is gonna get. It's gonna be exclusive only through Indiegogo. So if you like a fan of Marvel Legends and stuff like that, they're like seven inch action figures. I'm gonna be having those exclusively uh, for the campaign. I'm trying to make sure everybody get one. Um, also, I got a book coming out through Antarctic Press called uh, through Antarctic Press called Exciting Comics Issue Seven. I did an anthology of a hero in that book called uh, it's a public domain hero called uh, for Ghosts. So hopefully that be out. You know, but right now, I guess due to the pandemic, that uh, comic shops are still kind of like closed or whatnot. So yeah. it really, it's really, it's really hurting, man. <laughs> mm. It's really hurting that. But uh, that's why I got in the works. All right. Nice. Nice. And uh, and also, you can everyone uh, can catch all of our episodes of the Codex Prime podcast on Facebook Live every Tuesday night. Um, you can also uh, catch our episodes on audio form via Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, where you can hit us up with a five-star review, as well as uh, Google Play and wherever you can find podcasts. Um, you can also find us on social media via Twitter, uh, at Codex Prime Cast, and Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. All right, there we have it. So, yeah, once again, uh, Mr. Raymond Lennon, thanks for coming on the show. You too, guys. Yeah. All right, man. So, so yeah, that about does it for this week's episode. Uh, yeah, tune in next week. We got more uh, uh, nerd nerd culture goodness coming at you. Uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, be well, be safe, uh, wash your hands, and uh, don't <laughs> cough in public. Oh yeah. And as always, and as always, we will catch you all on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Bye, guys.